When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is what I get, folks. This is what I get for overextending myself last week. The beginning part of last week. Was hoping to get something in before I snuck out of town last Monday. But clearly, that did not happen. Got a little ahead of myself there. Thought I could pull it off. But... Epic failure on my part. But we're here now, and after, well, almost two weeks, we're back at it again. And before we jump into things, before we do anything else, happy Juneteenth to all the woke folk out there, especially during Pride. Hope you're having yourselves a a grand, gay old time celebrating Juneteenth. Especially if you work in government or work in a woke company who wants to show how down for the struggle they are. So you get the day off, get paid not to work today. Which is kind of like, maybe possibly, a form of reparations, getting paid not to work. Or it could be welfare. But we'll go with reparations for now. And happy gay pride to all you LGBTQ plus folks out there, all you members of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. Hope you're having a a grand gay old time celebrating pride. Although I don't know if that's true these days. This is not a pride that's, at least if some of these news stories are accurate, it's not, it's not how pride was, say, five, ten years ago. Here, how's this from Just the News? Concerns that transgender culture have gone too far make for unusual Pride Month. Middle school students in Massachusetts protested against being told to celebrate Pride Month. And the long and short of this is that when it was, say, gay pride or gay and lesbian pride, or even tossing the part-time gays and lesbians, the bisexuals, when pride was all about sexual orientation, that was one thing. But now, thanks to our new gender identity overlords, 
Pride is all about transgenders. And weirdo heterosexual kids with personality disorders. With their pretend genders and their super special pain in the ass pronouns. And so with pride this year, people are like, yeah, not so much. And it's not just these middle school students in Massachusetts either. It's gotten so bad, folks, that people all over are rebelling over this pride indoctrination that's been going on. And in this article, they quote Evan Nyerman, who's the CEO of the crisis management firm Red Banyan, and who was also the author of a book called Crisis Averted. And he told Just the News that the shift against Pride Month is because of the transgender issues. And here's his quote on that. It has been thrust front and center into the national debate and has made it harder for a lot of people in the country to feel comfortable endorsing Pride Month and celebrating it because in the LGBTQ acronym, it's really the T in it that has started to dominate the national conversation. Yeah, no kidding. He also said that the backlash is simply a reaction to what has been perceived as an explosion of acceptance and promotion of transgenderism among youth. Again, yeah, no kidding. And apparently, companies are now, they're starting to pull back on all this in-your-face pride nonsense. This article even mentions Starbucks. Woke Starbucks going down that road. And I saw this on Twitter. It was a tweet by Starbucks Workers United. And their handle is at SB Workers United. I guess that must be some sort of union. Some coffee barista union or something. But they tweeted out, breaking in the middle of Pride Month, Starbucks bans, and bans is in all caps, Starbucks bans pride decorations in stores across the United States. And when I was in my local Starbucks over the weekend, this past weekend, which remember folks, my Starbucks, our Starbucks here, where white boy Malcolm X and I live, that is the queerest Starbucks outside of downtown San Francisco. Unless Starbucks is like every other retailer in San Francisco and closed all their stores. But if there's still a Starbucks left in San Francisco, that's like my local Starbucks. My local Boston suburb Starbucks. And that place, as queer as it is, all the pride stuff is gone. Gone. Not even up here where all the hysterical white liberals fall all over each other, fall all over themselves to show how woke and progressive they are. Not even here is the Starbucks all 
cried it out. Which tells you how bad this backlash is. All the TQs. All the trans and weirdo queer kids. Ruining pride for the rest of us. Speaking of Starbucks, though, I got this email from them the other week. Oleato is here. And what is Oleato? It's a new line of Starbucks coffee beverages infused with Partana extra virgin olive oil. And they describe that as velvety smooth and deliciously lush. Of course, I describe it as gross and disgusting. Like all these other super special pain-in-the-ass drinks they make. Olive oil and coffee. That's just... There's no way that's not foul. And I knew a guy. Back when I lived in L.A., I knew a guy. And he was a recovering alcoholic. Great guy. But he told me when he was a drunk that he would put vodka in his morning coffee. Which is, that's got to be foul and disgusting. Vodka in coffee. Putting vodka in your coffee. But even that, not that I would ever do that. Not that I've ever done that. But even that has got to be a tastier concoction than olive oil and coffee. And those pretentious snits in Seattle who come up with this kind of nonsense. Although, now that I think about it, this could be, maybe possibly, some sort of psyops thing coming out of Starbucks. Them sitting around, hey, What's the most disgusting thing you think we could put in a coffee and still get people to drink it? And then they workshop it, tossing out random items to dump into a coffee. See what they think people will go for. And then at some point, someone was like, how about olive oil? Of course, everyone else was like, oh, man. That's disgusting. That's gross as hell. Who the blankety blank 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 would drink that? What kind of idiot would buy a coffee with olive oil in it? But then they got Partana to sponsor it. They'll give them free olive oil to dump into their coffees just for the branding, the advertising. No downside for them even if none of it sells. Although I'm sure, I have no doubt, that some pretentious douchebag type in Manhattan or out in L.A., they'll buy it just so they can walk around. Oh, I'm drinking an oleato. My coffee is infused with olive oil. They'll think it's a status thing or something. Even if everyone around them thinks they're a moron. And I wonder what kind of nasty diarrhea that gives you. Olive oil-infused coffee. That's got to tear right through you at some point. 
rip out your insides as it moves through you. Then gives you a nasty case of the poops. And if that's you, you have fun with that. Oh, another thing with pride. Something I wanted to report on last week. Well, I'll start it this way. White boy Malcolm X. Are you feeling oppressed over there, princess? Other than, hold on a second, sir. Other than the usual crap I give you, are you feeling, well, I'll say, extra oppressed today? No. Princess, you need to get with the program. Don't you get the memos? We're like extra super duper oppressed. Clearly, you haven't seen what those, what the professional gays over at the human rights campaign have been up to. What those vapid mean girls in the professional gay class have been up to. They're so hysterical over there. Like a tween girl on TikTok crying over Starbucks, since we've been talking about them, Starbucks being out of her venti caramel macchiato garbage or because she gets the runs drinking that oleato crap. But they're so hysterical. Last week or the week before, they declared a a national state of emergency for LGBTQ plus Americans. Oh, how stunning and brave. And how's this for a press release? We have officially declared a state of emergency for LGBTQ plus. White boy Malcolm X. Really? A crying baby? That's right. All you little queens at the human rights campaign. It's so hard being you. Kill that damn baby. Kill the baby. Jesus Christmas, sir. Like I need a crying baby reading this garbage. That's even worse. (laughs) Okay. Cut it out. Just cut it out over there. Okay, now that the peanut gallery is done, how's this for a press release? We have officially declared a state of emergency for LGBTQ plus people in the United States for the first time, following an unprecedented and dangerous spike in anti-LGBTQ plus legislative assaults sweeping state houses this year. More than 75 anti-LGBTQ plus bills have been signed into law this year alone more than doubling last year's number, which was previously the worst year on record. Our community is in danger, but we won't stop fighting back. Not now, not ever. Myrtle, fetch me my smelling salts. Our community is in danger. Heavens, no. This doesn't need much mansplaining. You folks are smart enough to read between the lines here. This is basically 
they're all triggered because there's been a lot of legislation passed recently banning gender-affirming care for kids, making it illegal to butcher children to please our new gender identity overlords. That's a lot of it. There's also been efforts to ban grossly inappropriate sexualized reading materials from school libraries, restricting access to adult content in school libraries, but to the professional gay class, oh, we're in a national state of emergency with all these legislative assaults against us. Okay, princess, if you say so. And of course, the other unspoken truth here, it's fundraising season for the cocktail-swirling professional gay class. Pride Month is fundraising season. Help these grifters keep up their cushy lifestyles and nothing raises money better than this kind of disaster porn. Crying victim. Our community is in danger, but we won't stop fighting back. Not now, not ever. Especially if you send us more Benjamins. Because at the end of the day, folks, it's all about the Benjamins. Here's another one that's pride-related and right on time. How's this from The Economist? Why does London have so much sexually transmitted disease? People in the capital find it hard to talk about gonorrhea. Uh, but they do. And like it's a coincidence, you got Gay Pride Month going on, and up pops an article in The Economist about a venereal disease. No. They couldn't have timed that more perfectly if they tried. These horny queens, especially all the white queens in London, and we had a story about that at least a year ago. It was about all the white queens in London who managed to corner the market on PrEP, which helps prevent catching HIV. They got all the prep. So the BIPOC queens, they were screwed. Literally and figuratively. And in this article, it's not just gonorrhea that's all over the place. Syphilis in London is also at the highest rate since, get this folks, 1948. A lot of whoring around in London. They remind me, Queens these days remind me of like those old folks down in the villages, that Florida retirement community, the villages. Since no one has to worry about pregnancy anymore, they're not taking as many precautions. So in the villages, all those geezers down there, they've got huge problems with venereal diseases in a retirement community. And it's the same thing with the queens. Now that catching HIV, your worst case scenario, 
catching HIV, for the vast majority of people, it's no longer a death sentence. It's basically just, you catch it, you take a pill a day to keep AIDS away. That's basically, at this point, that's the only downside of catching HIV. A pill a day. Or you can take PrEP, which is a pill a day. Just so you don't have to take a pill a day. Floridian logic. That's all I can say about that. And so, like at the villages, with HIV not being anywhere near the threat it once was, and I remember a day and a time when that was It was basically a death sentence, but with the HIV threat mostly removed. Surprise, surprise, all the other venereal diseases, the infection rates are shooting up like crazy, and not just in London. You girls in Atlanta know what I'm talking about. You girls in New York, you definitely know what I'm talking about. So you queens out there, just because you got yourself some prep, at least you white queens out there hoarding up all the prep, just because you can go out, get banged by half the guys in Los Angeles, and you know who you are. Be a human mattress to half the guys in Los Angeles and don't really have to worry about catching HIV. It doesn't mean there aren't other things to worry about out there. So be careful. And if not, when you're at the doctor getting that penicillin shot, you have fun with that. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here are a couple of stories from boston.com. The first one, what Bailey Zap Zappy said, about possibly competing for Patriots' starting quarterback job, relationship with Ginger Mac Jones. Like Coach Bill said at the beginning of the offseason, everybody's competing for a spot. This kid's still running his mouth. This is the second time he's pulled this stunt, publicly gunning for Ginger Mac Jones. Publicly gunning to be the lead quarterback of the New England Patriots. I mean, it's one thing to want the job. 
I guess if you're the backup quarterback, you dream of being the starting quarterback, dream of being the next Tom Brady or something. But to talk to the press about it, publicly put a a target on Ginger Mac Jones's back. That's just dumb. Not just with white boy Malcolm X going down to Foxborough, kneecapping the kid, giving Bailey Zap Zappy here the Tanya Harding treatment, threatening Ginger Mac Jones. But you know, when someone knows you're gunning for him, when someone knows you're coming after what they have, you think they're not going to return the favor? Try to take you out first? This reminds me of a, it was a great line in a movie we saw. I think a couple months back now. What was that? Mr. Harrington's phone? What? Oh, thank you, White Boy Malcolm X. Mr. Harrigan's phone. My bad. Random thing for you to remember, Princess. But in Mr. Harrigan's phone, which had Donald Sutherland in it, he was Mr. Harrigan. But there's a great line in the movie about one's enemies. And I forget the exact quote, but it was something like, Dispatch them with haste. Which is what Ginger Mac Jones is going to need to do here with Bailey Zap Zappy. Dispatch him with haste. Get him traded to Cleveland or St. Louis. Some dumpy little town like that. Before Bailey does him in first. And for the record, not that this is going to surprise anyone, We're rooting for you, Ginger Mac Jones. Dispatch his ass with haste. And the other one from Boston.com. Man sexually assaulted early Sunday morning in Brighton, police say. The incident occurred sometime between 3 and 4 a.m. on Soldiers Field Road in Brighton, according to officials. Well, what do I always say? No good comes from being out after midnight. And before anyone gets too triggered out there, no, I'm not saying he got what he deserved with this. Not saying that at all. The only reason I'm even bringing this up is that, can you imagine, white boy Malcolm X? Can you imagine you're out? Walking down the street, minding your own business, walking down the street, and some guy pulls up, gets out of his car, and tries to sexually assault you right there on the street. (laughs) Jesus Christmas, white boy Malcolm X. God. Why do I even bother to ask you these kind of things? (laughs) Only if he's ginger, folks. That was his response. Getting sexually assaulted. White boy Malcolm X getting sexually assaulted 
is okay so long as the rapist is ginger. Which I guess in that case, you can't rape the willing. This whole story, though, this is just bizarre to me. Some guy driving around trying to rape people on the street. Right there in the open. Right on the road. Something just, to me anyway, just my opinion, folks. Something here, something just doesn't pass the smell test with this one. Something just, there's more to this story than the random drive-by rapist. It's like that other story, and I don't think we covered it here, but there was this story, I think within the last year or so, where some woman, she claimed that a man raped her in business class on an airplane. During a flight, a woman gets raped in the middle of a plane. Right in the middle of the plane. And no one saw or heard it. Now I know airplanes are loud. But if someone's getting sexually assaulted in the middle of an airplane, even in business class, someone would have had to have seen or heard something. No one heard her scream or struggle. That's just, that's another one. Something doesn't pass the smell test. But we'll see. We'll see what happens here. See if they manage to catch this weirdo drive-by rapist lurking about in Boston. Or if which I would not be surprised is the case with this one. There's more to this story that is yet to come out. From Newsweek, Johns Hopkins sparks backlash by defining lesbians as non-man. That's right, folks. And you really can't make up this kind of crazy. But Johns Hopkins University which according to this article is a major hub of medical research in the U.S. and maintains an extensive glossary of definitions for terms relevant to the broad LGBTQ plus community. Uh, but they do. They came out and they redefined the term lesbian to mean a non-man attracted to non-men. And apparently... This update to the definition of a lesbian is meant to be inclusive of non-binary individuals who might still identify as lesbians. Non-binaries? Really? They've changed the definition of a lesbian for a bunch of weirdo heterosexual kids with personality disorders? And I've said this like, about a thousand times already. But poor lesbians. Poor, poor lesbians. The only adults in the tribe. Our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. Talk about adding insult to injury. 
It's bad enough that lesbians, they get harassed because they're not in the lady dick. They don't want to pretend woman with man meat. That's enough of a burden to bear. But to have their, basically have their identity butchered like this, to placate our new gender identity overlords and all these weirdo kids with their pretend genders and their super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. What a joke. What a pathetic joke from those pandering losers over at Johns Hopkins. This is the kind of insanity coming out of college campuses these days. This is how completely out of touch they are on college campuses these days. And this Alice in Wonderland change, that was approved by Paula Niera, who is not only the assistant professor of plastic and reconstructive surgery at Johns Hopkins, but she is also the program director of LGBTQ plus equity and education in the Johns Hopkins Medicine Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and Health Equity. And by health equity, folks, they mean screwing whitey, evil racist whitey, out of medical treatments. If the BIPOC folk can't get them, whitey doesn't get them either. Remember, folks, equity means everyone equally miserable. White Boy Malcolm X, I'll give you one guess, princess. What do you think Paula Niera is? Correct, sir. Very good. Paula Niera is transgender. So a pretend woman gets to redefine what real women, at least women who are gay and attracted to other women, Paula here gets to redefine what a lesbian is. And they wonder. They get all butthurt when people don't like transgenders because they pull crap like this. Bending reality, playing fantasy made-up reality to justify their own life choices. What's a lesbian? It's not a woman who's attracted to other women. It's a non-man attracted to non-men. Which in their Alice in Wonderland world, that makes perfect sense. But to the rest of us, to people not playing pretend, that's insane thinking. A non-man attracted to non-men as the definition of a lesbian. That's the kind of convoluted logic only someone with severe mental health issues would make up. But if you say anything, oh, you're a bigot, you're a transphobe. Okay, princess, if you say so. From Breitbart, man allegedly raped dog Threaten to kill mom if she told cops. 
How is this not a smoking gun story? How is a man raping a dog and threatening to kill his mother over it not a smoking gun story? Maybe. Well, it could be because this happened in Indiana of all godforsaken places. Generally speaking, if a man is raping a dog, that happens either in Florida or Louisiana. Kidding, Summit Mistress. I'm just kidding. Just playing around. They do not rape dogs in Louisiana. They just rape alligators in Louisiana. Even they have standards about which animals they rape. Florida, they'll rape just about anything down there. A Floridian, they'd rape a squirrel if they could. In Louisiana, though, just the alligators. But to this story, our rapist, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, our rapist, that's 20-year-old Blake Reffert. So I guess his sex doll was playing hard to get or something. And at some point, Last year, well, last March, March of 2022, talk about the slow hand of justice, his mother, his poor beleaguered mother, she walks into Blake here on the sofa, which has probably not been used since, but he's there, pants down, banging the dog. And no, folks. I have no idea what position they were in. It's creepy any which way you think about it. And so Blake, who by the way, at least according to this article, he's a rapper. Another white rapper. Another Eminem wannabe. But he gets busted by mom for making sweet, sweet love to the family pet He threatened her with a hammer, went and got a hammer and said that he would kill her with it, then burn her body if she called Popo and tattletailed. Then he ran away. And you see that white boy Malcolm X, this 20-year-old loser banging the family dog when his poor mother walks in, she'd be like, Blake, what are you doing to Fado? We're just making love, Mama. Eh, I can't believe you're doing that. I'm calling Popo. Mama, you call Popo. I'm going to kill you with a hammer and burn your body. Then I'm going to bang the dog again. Eh, Lord, help me. And I guess she did call Popo. Or someone did. Because Blake here, and this just happened last week. Again, the slow hand of justice. But he's now been charged with bestiality and intimidation with a deadly weapon. Which in Florida would be a misdemeanor. All of it would be misdemeanors. Banging a dog, 
threatening to kill someone if they call Popo over banging a dog. Both would be misdemeanors in Florida. But no idea how Indiana will treat it. Probably the same. And for our last story, folks, this is from Insider. I'm a mom who flies in business class while my family stays in economy. We see it as a lesson on feminism. I bet you do, princess. And this is by Kathleen Porter Christiansen. What a horrible mother. There's no other way to describe this, folks. What a horrible mother. What a delusional narcissist. What a pompous, self-righteous buffoon she is. And this was on a 12-hour flight from London to Mauritius, which is an island off the coast of Africa. That's in the Indian Ocean. But in this article, she's claiming that she put her ass in business class to show her sons. And you can't make this nonsensical garbage up, folks. But she has to fly business class to teach her sons that women are not confined to be or do certain things. Which is just BS. Absolute BS. Who the hell does she think she's kidding with this garbage? Well, she's actually showing her sons. And I suspect she's too self-absorbed to understand this. But what she's really showing her sons is what a selfish monster mommy is. How it's mommy's world and they just get to live in it. Mommy comes first, always and forever. She doesn't want to sit and coach for 12 hours. But she also, she doesn't want to spend the money to have everyone fly together in business. No. Her dopey husband and kids, they can go sit in the back of the plane. And what a pansy of a man her husband is. What a joke of a beta man her husband is. Acquiescing to this. Not only allowing her to use their kids as an excuse to pull a stunt like this, but also letting her emasculate him in front of the entire world with this article. That is not a healthy relationship. When one partner, and I don't care who's pulling the stunt, but that is not a healthy relationship when something like that happens. They go on a family vacation and right out of the box, one is sitting up in business class while the other one is in coach babysitting the kids. They can't even travel together. Now, it'd be one thing if he initiated it. Let's treat mommy to something special on our vacation. Let's have mommy fly business class and relax. She's earned it. But that's not what happened. Selfish mommy didn't want to sit and coach for 12 hours. But selfish mommy also didn't want to be called 
a self-absorbed douchebag. So selfish mommy made up this, this pathetic excuse as to why she gets all the perks to teach her kids a lesson about gender equality. Okay, princess, if you say so. And God help your poor kids. God help them and the therapy bills they're going to have being raised by a joke of a mother like you are. So on that note, since I cannot top, this dopey narcissistic chick putting herself in business class while the rest of the family sits in coach, even if they were probably relieved and enjoy the 12 hours without mommy making everything all about her. Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Juneteenth edition of the Miller Frost podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, White boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week. A good start to your weekend. And we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.